Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Good afternoon or morning, wherever you may be, and welcome to our Facebook Live. This is a program where we want to interact with you about relationships, which means that if you have any kind of questions about relationships, about marriage, dating, parenting, how to deal with your parents, whatever it might be, this is a relationship program and we'd love to answer your questions. In just a moment, you can start calling. As a matter of fact, you can start calling right now if you wish. Our telephone number is 657 383 0812. That's 657 383 And if you wish to speak to us, be sure that when you hear that, that answer, that you press the number one that puts you in the queue, and we'll start talking to you in just a very few seconds. Now it's time to begin, Kimberly. This is Kimberly Holmes, our CEO here at Marriage Helper. I'm Dr. Joe Beam. We'd love to talk to you. Are you yeah. about ready to make this happen? <laughs> yeah, as ready as we can be. I know people are calling in. It's going to take a second before people are ready to be talked to from our end of things. So tell us about life. <laughs> what is the meaning of life? We'd love to talk to you again about any question you wish. Now, when you call, you press that number one and one of our screeners will come on and, and visit with you and find out where you're from, your first name and what your question may be. And as we start filling up that queue, remember that the earlier you call, the earlier you get your question in, the more likely it is we can get to you. Unfortunately, the last week or two, we have not been able to get to all the questions, no, not but we'd at all. love to talk to you. So get in fast. Mm -hmm. 657-383-0812. And be sure to press that number one when you hear that answer. Mm -hmm. We have our first caller. This is Matthew from Missouri who has some questions about pies and smart Hello? contact. Hey, can you hear us, Matthew? Matthew? Well, he was there a second ago. More technical difficulties. I can't hear you. No, I can hear him. But he says he can't hear us. So, Matthew, are you having trouble hearing us, my friend? Hello? Okay. We'll put him back on hold. Okay, and try to figure out what's and going on here. And figure out what's going on. It wouldn't be a program if we didn't have some kind of technical glitch. You do understand that, right? We are the experts at glitching. It just means that <laughs> we keep figuring them out. Yeah, so like, maybe this oh, microphone here, uh, Jesse is our IT guy, our videographer, and the head of all kinds of things here. Jesse, do you think about this microphone right here, my friend? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to Okay, and so while Jesse's looking at that, let me talk to you if I may. You understand that relationships have some general principles that are applicable across the board. Just yesterday, I was speaking for a group of about 100 parents of preschoolers, and I was helping them understand how to prepare your preschoolers to be teenagers. And, and some of the principles, as a matter of fact, nearly every principle I talked about in that group, and I talked to them about 45 minutes or so, were actually principles that we also use when it comes to talking to people about marriage. Because relationship principles apply across the board. Now, we hope to help you understand you know, how do you specifically apply them in this kind of situation, like parenting, or this kind of situation, like husbands and wives, this kind of situation, like husbands and wives in crisis, this kind of situation, like people who are single. But the same general principles apply across the board. And what we do is try to help you understand those principles and then understand how to apply them to your particular and specific situation. So do we think we have fixed the glitch? I believe so. 
Okay, let's give it a shot again. All right, Matthew from Missouri, can you hear us okay? Apparently, Matthew cannot hear us. It's going to be a really difficult show if the people that we're talking to can't hear what we have to say. And so we'll still try to work on this. Okay, so in the meantime then, um, Kimberly, do people also write some questions underneath the Facebook Live? Let's look and see if there are any questions there. And if so, we'll start with those while we figure out how to fix this glitch here. Can you talk more about the valley? Okay. Let me explain the valley, if I may. Now, sometimes I'm afraid to talk about things because I think that, that uh, perhaps I don't communicate as well enough to people understand what I'm really saying. So let me see if I can make this as clear as possible. Here's how the valley works. It's when you're married to a person who wants to be involved with somebody else. Now, it actually could also apply if they want to be involved in a different lifestyle. But we're going to make it just when they're applying, uh, when they're involving with somebody else. And so here you are, and here's this other person with whom your spouse wants to be involved. Now, the spouse is in the middle. It's the valley when they still have a relationship with you, but at the same time have a relationship with the other person. Like, for example, an affair partner. So many people, for example, in the valley actually still live at home with their spouse. So it could be a wife still living with her husband. It could be a husband still living with a wife. Sometimes they're not in the same bedroom. Sometimes they're actually down the hall in a different bedroom. And then again, it can apply if they've actually moved off and living someplace else, but they still have a relationship. You say, what do you mean? Like they still come over occasionally for dinner. They're still having good conversations with each other. Sometimes they're still even making love to each other. The reason we call that the valley is because they don't have to make a decision. They have a relationship with you and they have a relationship with the other person. And, and as long as you uh, are not putting a lot of pressure on him or her and the other person is not putting a lot of pressure on him or her, then they don't have to make any decisions about what comes next. In other words, it's kind of like they have the best of both worlds. And so they just go right down that valley because I don't have to make a decision. I don't have to do anything because you are tolerating this and that other person's tolerating this. So people say, well, should you let that go? Now, what I'm about to explain about this is more of an art than a science. What I mean by that is there's no like, this is the specific criteria. And when it happens here like this, boom, there you go. It's more of an art. And the general principle applies like this. If indeed your spouse, even though he or she's in the valley, if your spouse is still relating to you, still communicating with you, you're actually having some progress. It may just be incremental progress, but you're at least still having some progress. Our recommendation, now understand, recommendation means it's still your choice. We're not telling you what to do. We're making suggestions. You must make the final decision. But our recommendation is if you can tolerate it for a while, and if there is some progress, some progress going on between the two of you, he or she's opening up and talking a little more, whatever it might be. If that's occurring, then our suggestion is, our recommendation is, let the valley continue for a while. Now, if no progress is being made, as a matter of fact, if it's going backwards, then it's probably time to do something. Or if it's affecting you or your children or even your spouse negatively, then it may be time to make something happen. And so typically when we talk about that, we say, is it affecting you, your children, or even your spouse physically? 
What I mean by that is, is it harming your health? Is it doing things to you where your stress level just sky high and no bad things are happening inside of your head, inside of your heart, inside of your body? Then, then it's time to do something because that physical damage is going to cause you some problems. Intellectually, and this is our pies we talk about a lot, P-I-E-S, physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual. If, if um, intellectually, and we talked about the P, so if intellectually it's affecting you negatively, you say, what do you mean? You can't think. You begin to not do very well at work. You find yourself preoccupied about this all the time, and that's becoming destructive to your lifestyle, to interacting with other people. Or emotionally, now we know that it hurts, so we're not just saying is there pain, but is it actually being detrimental to you emotionally? Has your anxiety level gone sky high? Are you finding yourself more and more depressed? Or even spiritually, if it's affecting your beliefs and values, if it's affecting your children in any of these ways, including beliefs and values, like physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, affecting your children, or even affecting your spouse negatively, then it's probably time to do something. And you say, then what? Okay, I'm going to wrap this up so we can try some callers here and again in a minute. What you do is you set some stops. Now, these are safeguards that offer protection. It's not trying to control the behavior of the other person. It's just saying there's a protection that has to occur for me or for my kids. Sometimes it can be for the other person. And so sometimes people call them boundaries. We've stopped using that word because people have so many different understandings of what a boundary is. A safeguard that offers protection is not trying to control or dominate. It's saying this is something that cannot happen again. I need to be protected, or the kids need to be protected, or you need to be protected physically or intellectually or emotionally or spiritually. And stop, a stop then could be something like this. If he or she's still living at home, but still involved with the other person, and you know it, and, and they don't make any secret of it anymore, and that kind of thing, and it's affecting you or your kids physically, you know, the whole nine yards I just went through, then a stop could be uh, you can't have any contact with that person anymore. And if you do, this is the consequence. Now, that's much more complicated than what I'm making it right now in terms of how to do the stop. And then there's also another thing that's a core, which is the conditions of a, the relationship going on. So if you want to know more about that, call and ask questions about it. Or you can go find on um, our podcast, which you can find on iTunes or on Google Play, and go back and look for the podcast. It's audio only, where I talk about the definitive guide to boundaries. Now, I won't use the word stop and core. But understand that the stops have to do with boundaries and the cords have to do with criteria. And I spent about an hour and 15 minutes in that particular podcast. You can go find by going to Marriage Helper. Go to iTunes, Marriage Helper. Google Play, Marriage Helper. And listen to that hour and 15 minute program about how to set the boundaries of the criteria. Okay. We're going to try and go to Matthew. Okay. Poor Matthew. Matthew, are you still there, my friend? Can you hear us? Oh, yes, sir. I am. Praise. So great to hear your voice, Matthew. <laughs> we are so sorry for that glitch, Matthew. So sorry. How may we help you, my friend? Oh, well, I have a question. Um, I've been married 19 years. Um, we've had some problems over the, over the time, and most of the arguing that my wife and I had was always over our girls. Um, right now, they're 14 and 18. Okay. Um, she, my 18-year-old, moved out last March my wife went through a mental breakdown. Hmm. Um, then she ended up moving out in August. My wife moved out, went back to our home state, took our nine year old son and left me and our 14 year old daughter hmm. in Missouri. Wow. And the smart contact has been difficult. Um, 
actually it's it's because I'm the one that filed for divorce in custody of our son mm-hmm. because he doesn't want to be there. My right. daughter doesn't want to be there. Right. Um, so I filed for them. Not not that I wanted a divorce or to be away from her. I get it. I understand. But that, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so, I, I mean, I've lost some weight. You know, yeah. everybody that, I, that I'm around anymore has noticed big changes in me except my wife. Yeah. So how does this, how is any of this going to help, you know? How's any of what going to help? Well, you know, with the smart contact and doing the pies and everything, and and um, okay, may I ask you a know, question? Just not. Mm-hmm. How do you? What do you? Under, and, and succinctly, briefly, what do you understand smart contact to be? Well, it's it's to where, um, and I wrote it down because I listened to Kimberly's podcast on it, and I wrote yeah. it down, and I can't find it. Um, <laughs> smart okay. contact. Uh, <laughs> Where you don't use any push um, to where. Um, okay, I can't, so you're still so you're still communicating with each other if, but but it's not being manipulative or pushing or those kinds of things, right? Right, I am receiving um, very hateful, spiteful, and abusive, uh, verbally abusive speech though, because yeah. she is so angry that I filed for custody. Yeah. Mm. Well, you do understand that when you do something that contradicts another person's plans. They, they tend to get very angry. But understand that anger is always based on pain. It's some kind of pain inside of her. Now, it's kind of unusual. Now, is the 14-year-old daughter biologically her daughter? Yes. yes. Okay. So, it's, it's, as you would understand, it's relatively unusual for a mother to leave a daughter, correct? I would think so. It is. To leave any child like that and just take one and leave. Yeah. It's kind of unusual, which would make me guess. Now, obviously, I don't know your wife, and so I can only guess here. I definitely can't give you any definitives because I don't know. But I would guess that there's something going on inside of her. Now, you said this started, if I heard you correctly, you said this started when your 18-year-old daughter moved out. Is that correct? Right. She was 17 at the time, and she moved out last March. It was a you know, our, our two daughters have always fought. Okay. And it, you know, no matter what we did, it, we couldn't stop it. And then it encroached into our marriage too. Gotcha. Um, okay. So the, the relationship between, and I want to make it as succinctly as possible, but the relationship between your wife and that daughter, the 18 year old, good, bad, or indifferent. They were like best friends more than parent and daughter. Okay. She wrapped her entire life around our oldest. Okay. So let me tell you what, might be going on. Now, you understand, I don't know. I'm just giving you some things to think about. Since anger is based on pain, and so we know there's some kind of pain underneath, if she was that close with the daughter, that daughter moves away, then that sense of rejection, like, look how close we were, and you don't want to live in the same house with me anymore, can cause an amazing amount of pain. And that possibly, I'm saying possibly, okay, could lead to her also being willing not to be with a 14-year-old. Why? Well, one daughter abandoned me. Maybe the other daughter will as well. So what does she do? She goes to the youngest child, which is the one that's most impressionable. And and so it kind of makes sense to me from a psychological standpoint that she did what she did. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's reasonable. But I can see how that would happen if, <laughs> if my guesses are correct. Now, if we get to the end, here's your question. You said, okay, I'm doing all the right things, but I can't say how it affects her. Understand that you do those things because of the right things to do for you. Now, if she's going through, you said she had a a, a mental breakdown. If indeed she has some kind of a mental or emotional thing going on, and I'm assuming that she's not getting any help for that. Is that a correct assumption? 
Okay. That is absolutely. And okay. she hasn't got it from my son either. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, I congratulate you on applying or, or trying to get the son. I think that's a very smart thing. Uh, I'm not saying trying to be negative towards your wife at all, but I think that's a very smart thing because it just based on what you're saying, you understand I have no other way to judge it, but based on what you're saying, it sounds to me like that's the best thing to do for the child. Now, because she's dealing with these emotional, mental things, don't expect that the system will work exactly the same way. The system about the smart contact, the system about the pies, it's still the smartest and best thing for you to do. Trust me, it really is. But it may take longer to have an effect on her because until such time as she starts getting help for those mental, emotional things going on inside of her, then she's not gonna react like other people would. So don't give up, keep doing it. But I'm, not no. gonna, but I'm not gonna lie to you and say, oh yeah, that's gonna snap her out of it. It's probably gonna take a while and hopefully either she starts healing from that pain or hopefully at some point she starts getting help for that pain. And, and I truly hope that she does. But I'm still gonna encourage you, man. Keep doing what you're doing, hang in there. And, and do your best to ignore those mean, hateful emails. I know they hurt, I know they're painful. And, and when she yells and screams at you, We've always advised people, just put it off on the attorney. You know, I wish you were here. I wish we could work on this. But in the sense that you're doing what you're doing, I'm going to follow my attorney's advice, whatever that is. Make the attorney the bad guy. That's what he or she gets paid for. Understand? Hang in there, my friend. Right. I lit. I listened to one of your other podcasts, or maybe it was last week you said the same thing, make the attorney the bad guy. Right. Which I'm pretty good at doing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, good, good. (laughs) <laughs> That's good for you. You're doing the wise um, things. She just, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to. It's, it's like I said. I don't want to be away from her. I love her yeah. more than anything. And, um, but I, you know, my son. Every time I, I just took him back yesterday, and he cried before because he doesn't want to go back. I don't blame him. And, um, I, I just, I, I don't know. She, she's. It's everybody else's fault. It's everybody else's yeah. problem. Everybody else has mental issues. Right. She doesn't. You know, so I don't know, you know. You're doing the right thing, man. You're, I don't know. You're doing the right thing. May, uh, may it go well for you and, and for your children. Keep, keep that backbone you have now. You're, you're not a mean man. I can hear that in your voice. But you're doing what's best. And sometimes it's hard to do when you love people. But I encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. Okay? Yeah, it broke my heart filing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. You take care of yourself, my friend. Thank you. Thanks Thank so you. much. I appreciate Matthew. it. Okay. All right. Next, we have Thomas from Denmark. 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 Is that in Georgia somewhere? I think it is. <laughs> maybe, maybe somewhere. Right, Thomas, can you hear us? Okay. Yes, I'm hearing you. Thanks. How may we help you, my friend? Yes. Um, so my wife had an emotional affair for a couple of years that culminated with some kissing, um, but she ended it eight months ago. Mm-hmm. And we've really um, been fighting to reconcile since mm-hmm. then. Um, it, it's, it's been a roller coaster, and it's been really, really tough for me. I've really tried to be kind and, and, um, and be respectful, and I've changed a lot also over this period of time because I mm-hmm. really just wanted her back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has it has worked pretty good, and she we're we're actually doing pretty good. Good. Uh, but the thing is, she's she's still having very difficult expressing her love to me, both 
emotionally, verbally, but also uh, intimately. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, we have been being intimate um, for the, for the first many months without uh, her setting up any boundaries. But mm-hmm. lately, she has asked if it could be uh, put into once a week, um, and she's still having difficulties with that actually. Uh, so she's actually been talking to Petra as a coach, mm-hmm. and uh, she received a, an advice from you, actually, that I just wanted to maybe ask you to elaborate a bit, because um, the advice was that to us that we should actually uh, do a full stop of having sex, actually. Uh, that and, and I'm just wondering, um, what's the other part of that story? Because that surely can't be... The long-term solution, and um, so, so my question is really, what, what is, what is the full package here uh, for us to, to get back to having a normal, natural, um, uh, yeah, a marriage, also uh, in the intimate uh, sphere. Uh, that's that's the one question, and the other question is, how, how am I supposed to cope with that, with this after everything that I've been through? It's, it's it was a very tough thing to hear from her. Yeah, I I know that I've talked with Petra about many people, so please forgive me that that I'm not placing this one exactly. No, no. And and therefore, I really don't know how to explain what I said to Petra because we've talked about so many different situations, they kind of get confused. But I'll make an offer to you, and here's the offer. If your wife will agree, if your wife will agree, I will give you our online course called Spark Your Marriage, which is basically about how to build a sexual relationship within your marriage. Now, it'll take us a few days because right now we're transitioning that online and some things. But um, since you, you've worked with Petra, I'm assuming you also have worked with one of our client representatives. Is that correct? Yeah, and, and we also got the link to that. But, but you see, uh, she's, she's, not even, she's not even there yet. She, she, she's, she, just don't, she just don't feel like... Uh, being intimate and and right. and for that reason she she don't even want to um, do something like the thing you mentioned right now uh, right and well, um, mm-hmm. she's having really really bad associations and and feelings when we're intimate and that's I think your reason why you said we should have a full stop um, yeah and that's really what I'm just asking what okay I again why, how, I don't recall how, saying that. Okay, it doesn't mean I didn't, but I do not recall saying that. The thing I'm, I'm offering no. you, the thing I'm offering to give you, uh, is not going to have you come together and have sex right away. It's actually seven and a half hours of teaching and on video uh, where that it works you through a little step, a little step, a little step, a little step, a little step of understanding yourselves, understanding what's going on, those kinds of things. Now, it's not the panacea. It's not the be-all, end-all, but it's really very good. We spend a lot of time, a long time developing it and putting it together. So I I can't elaborate on whatever I said to Petra because I've talked to so many things about Petra, and I don't remember all the details, so forgive me for that. Uh, I wish my brain were big enough to remember all the conversations. But if she's having trouble... At some point, somehow, it's going to have to be that you guys come to a meeting of the mind. And probably that means, in a sense, kind of starting from scratch, starting from the beginning. And, and that's why I offer you this. Now, if you don't want it, fine. I'm not trying to push it on you. Definitely not trying to push it on you. Uh, these kinds of things. No, no, I, I definitely want it. But the thing is, uh, will, will, this also, um, will this also help when she's just having 
um, no desire at all at this point and, and can't really see any way out of it. Uh, Potentially, uh, will yes. Will it still help, you think? I, I think it will. I can't guarantee that it will, but I think it will because it helps to explain a lot of things about sex, including, so what's going on here, this is not a sexual problem. What you have going on here is a relationship problem. It's really not a sexual problem. But for you, it's manifesting in a very sexual way. So repairing the relationship is the key. And this does not do that directly. It kind of does it indirectly. Uh, you're in Denmark. Is there any, and forgive me, this sounds so like a commercial, but is there any way you can get to the United States to come to one of our three-day intensives? Is that a possibility? Yeah. Because... You're, it's not a sex okay. problem. It's really not a sex problem. It's a relationship problem. And, and if, you can, if you can repair the relationship, yeah. then this should follow. It, it should fix itself if you can fix the relationship. Now, you're not yeah. the one talking to Peter, right? Is your wife talking to Petra? Is that correct? No, no, I haven't. Uh, no, it's only my wife that has been talking to Petra so far. Okay. Well, in the coaching, each of you can talk to her. I mean, I, I don't know if, if your wife wants you to talk to her or not. But at this point, my friend, here's what I'm suggesting. There's, you, you need to find a way to repair the relationship. And if you can repair this relationship, then we can get to the point of helping you fix your sex life. And unfortunately, I can't give you a short answer here to yeah. do that. But if you want to call your client representative and say, yeah. Dr. Beam offered me that online course, then just call your client representative and he or she will help you do that. But it, the relationship's the key here, Thomas. It really is. Okay? Yeah. Okay, okay. thanks a lot. Thank okay, you, thank Thomas. You. All right, moving on to lots of callers that we have today. I'll make my answer shorter, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the next one is Linda from Ohio. Linda, how are you doing today? I'm okay, how are you? We're doing all right as well. How can we help you today? Well, my husband um, has left me. Um, we, he said that we were fighting too much and stuff, and, uh, but whenever we fought, it was over little things, and he refused to discuss it. He says he didn't like conflict. But um, he has moved back to uh, his country that he came from. He was from England. And um, I'm trying to communicate with him now about I want to file for a legal separation, but he won't answer my emails and... Um, he also, I did speak to him on New Year's Eve, well, not speak to him, texted with him, and he's um, very depressed, and um, he doesn't want to, to live or anything, and I don't understand how I can get through to him to get him to um, do the uh, legal separation when he won't communicate with me. Can you help me with anything? If a person refuses to communicate with you, we, we can't give you anything that will make them do that. The only thing we can encourage, which can potentially bring about communication, is if in whatever communication you do have with him, and apparently it's none right now, but if you do have some communication with him, that you be very understanding, trying to understand what he feels, what he thinks, those kinds of things. Because people are much more likely to participate in a communication with another person if they feel the other person is truly trying to understand them. Now, the problem you're having, if I hear you correctly, mm -hmm. is he's in another country, He's not responding to your emails. Nothing's going on at all. I, I don't know of a way to make him speak to you. Now, do you have any contacts in England of people who are your friends over there by any chance? 
Um, well, his sister's over there, but and his daughter. But his daughter and I have had a uh, bad relationship since we were married 16 years ago. And his sister kind of is like taking his side. Obviously, she would. Yeah. Right. Often family does that. That's not unusual at all. I, I wish I had some magic formula of how to get him to talk to you. But unfortunately, I do not. Uh, I would suggest that, that you not hound him with emails or phone calls. That, that At least for the time being, I would suggest that you back off. And that if you have anything that you send to him, whether it's something you mail, something that you email, a call, whatever it might be, that at this point you limit it to things that are business. What I mean by that is something that gives you a legitimate reason to contact him, to talk to him. And, and then hopefully yeah. he might start responding to you. And if he does, if he does start responding to you, then be very non-aggressive. Now, it sounds to me like your person is very strong character. Are you? Very strong personality. Hello? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you there. Yeah, I'm saying... Yes, I you, didn't hear what you said. Okay, I said, uh, you sound to me like a person with a very strong personality. Is that correct? Him or me? You. Yes. Okay. And he's probably a guy that's more laid back, easygoing, hates controversy, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, he doesn't like conflict. That's been the problem throughout our marriage. Right. Because we never get to discuss arguments or anything because he doesn't, he doesn't want to discuss it. Right. This, this is not an unusual situation when you have one person that's, that's very strong personality, and it's not wrong. I mean, it's fine to be a strong personality, but when you have one person who is a strong personality and another who is not, sometimes the strong personality, without even meaning to and not even realizing it's occurring, kind of makes the other person go into a shell. And, and not, I'm not trying to make any <clears throat> negative about you at all. It's just the fact that you're different personalities. So if indeed you do wind up with some way to talk to each other, if that ever occurs, remember what's going to be important here is, is for you to kind of back off a little bit, do your best to understand, do your best to listen. And, and that's the best potential for this if indeed he talks to you again. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Okay. I just, um, he's the one that wanted the divorce, and I just, I don't want a divorce at all. He knows that, but yeah. um, I decided to try and do a legal separation, and I've texted him or emailed him twice, and um, recently he just won't respond, so I don't yeah. know. And I don't know if it's because he's so depressed or. I don't know either. I don't either. But if you really want a legal separation, yeah. then talk to an attorney, and I don't. If you really want, that's where you go next. You go to an attorney. I, I wish the best for you, my friend. I really, really do. Thank you, Linda. Okay, thank you. Okay. All right, the next caller is Amy from Ohio. Let's see if we can get her on. Amy, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm fine, thank you. How may we help you, Amy? Hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, can you hear us? Hi. Yeah. I, yes, I can. Okay. Um, I'm calling because um, back in October, um, after having laughs and enjoying everything and thinking my marriage was great, perfect, um, we get along 90, 95% of the time. Mm -hmm. When we've had arguments, we just, we even do it very privately, you know, without the kids. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I will just say this, that um, in February of last year, we had our one son leave for school. We had a son um, leave in June and get his home and married in September. And in October, I came home and my husband said that I didn't say hello to him. And he said he was just done. And so here I am, a mess in shock. And he said that he's moving out this week, that he has a place um, to leave and go to, and that he um, is going to move forward in the process of a disillusion or a divorce. Mm-hmm. It's up to him. Um, I don't want this. Yeah. I believe in marriage. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what else to do. We've been living in the same house. Um, it's been sh- stressful for the two, two of our kids and myself and him. Mm-hmm. And I just need to know what to do. I want to come to the marriage helper 911. Mm-hmm. However, he's not there yet. He doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my, this is my best friend, my husband. We've been yeah. together for 25 years married. We've been together 32. May I ask years you a total. question? And, um, May I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Was he very close to those sons? Yes, sir. Okay. So, I'm sorry? Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, okay, he was very close to the sons. What what it sounds like, now again. Am I close to them? No, no, I, yes. I said he's we very close very to them, close. right? Okay. What yes. it sounds like. Yes. What it sounds like, and I can't tell you this is the fact, but this is what it sounds like. It sounds like your husband has actually gone through a grief process or is in the middle of a grief process. You know, the sons were always there. And, and that's something that I've been thinking. Yeah, that's what it sounds mm-hmm. like. And, mm-hmm. and, and he did a lot with them. We are very family-oriented. We live in a bubble. Mm-hmm. He also um, is in charge, and he has some sh- – there's a lot of stress at work. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into details. Right. Um, but all of – and that was all at the same time. Like two days after he told me that, then he tells me that he's going to have to lay people off and – Mm-hmm. you know, do other things. And I'm just like, I know his heart is breaking uh-huh. and my heart breaks for him. Well, my uh, heart and, breaks but for... But I just need help. I have... My heart breaks for I'm both sorry? of you. My heart breaks for both <laughs> of you. I am so sorry. Understand this. If, if indeed he's going through a grief process, which is my guess, I don't know for a fact, but it's my guess. Okay. If indeed he's okay. going through a grief process, okay. that leads to a lot of pain. And it also leads to people sometimes isolating themselves, which it apparently is what he's doing. He's isolating himself. And I understand that you're thinking, you're thinking, but why isn't he with me? I can help him. I can understand. And I get that. But some people, mm -hmm. but some people who go to the grief process want to isolate. So here's my recommendation. Here's my suggestion. In, okay. in no way do anything that appears to push him to stay with you. What you need to do is when people grieve differently, like he's feeling one thing okay. through the grief process and you're grieving differently, which is not unusual. It often happens. That's how times when the other person's saying, but you don't understand how I feel because you're not grieving the same way I do. Therefore, I feel totally misunderstood. I feel totally alone. Therefore, I want to be alone because that's how I deal with my grief. Now, if that indeed is what's happening, the best thing for you to do is be patient, even though he's proceeding with all this stuff. Okay? Don't panic. Okay. And and do your best to just try to understand what he's feeling 
just try your best. Just try to understand what he's feeling and in no way push him at this point. Because if indeed he's going for isolation, it's because he feels alone. So what do you do? Okay, so mm-hmm. so let him, because he's going to move out, and I am. I mean, if he's going to move out, he's going to move out. My daughter even said, she said, I think you just need some space. And then uh, she told him that the other night. And then, um, but if he, if he files, what should I do? I don't want to sign. My heart says no. I understand. And my, I made a covenant. <laughs> I understand. But please, please hear some comfort from me. Even if he files, even if you wind up divorced, if you continue to be a safe place for him emotionally, it doesn't mean that it's over. My wife and I were divorced for three I years. That. My wife and I were divorced for three years. I'm not saying that he's going to be gone three years. Don't hear that. I'm saying we regularly see people that wind up separated, sometimes even wind up divorced, but that with time, when the healing comes, they eventually come back together and put it back together. So I'm, I'm encouraging you to not panic, to not be terrified, but to look toward the future. Now, by any chance, are you in our online course? No, I can't right now. Okay. I would love to. Okay. I want us to come to your marriage line with one. Right. But well, here's right the, now, financially, okay. I can't. Here, okay. I'm giving you the online course. I'm going to give you the online course. You understand? It's going to be my gift to you. And I, <laughs> and I want you to go through okay. it very carefully because the emotions you're feeling right now, I understand them and I know they're killing you, but they may work against you. Now, I'm not saying don't feel what you feel. You definitely feel what you feel, but there's a way to deal with these things. Now, do you have a client representative with us already? One of the people here at Marriage Helper that you've been talking to? No, no I, I did um, just get onto the Facebook. Okay. But right now, I haven't sent anything in or done anything. Okay. Call our office. So, but, call, so no. Okay. The answer would be no, sir. Call our office and ask for Johnny. Okay, because I'm going to tell Johnny, he's the one I have the easiest access to. I'm going to tell Johnny that I've just given you the online course. Okay, so you call our office and you ask for Johnny and we're going to give you the online course and it'll start giving you the things to do so you can have hope, my friend. So I'm so sorry for your pain, (laughs) but don't lose hope yet. Please don't lose hope yet. I don't. I'm not losing hope. I have hope. He's told me to quit having hope and to quit giving it to the kids. And I said, do not take my hope away. You're never going to take it away. I uh, believe in it. Yeah. Well, we're going to help you every way we can. Mm-hmm. We are going okay, to help you. Okay, so when I call the office, I don't know that number. It's, it'll be on the I'm screen. Sure I have can, it in one of the emails. Can you see our screen by any chance? Yeah, a- Amy, no, it's, eight, right it's 866. Okay. Write that, write this down, Amy. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's eight six six. I am. I am. Nine zero three zero nine nine zero. Okay. Okay. Did you hear all that? Eight six six. Okay. Nine zero three zero nine nine zero. Now Johnny uh, will be back in about an hour. We make him leave when we do this program <laughs> because Johnny's in the next okay. office and he's too loud. So uh, so he's going to lunch right now. But when he comes back, you call okay. Johnny. I will tell him our gift to you. We're going to help you, my friend. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank, Thank you, Amy. Thank you so much, Amy. Before we go to the, my heart breaks for mm-hmm. her. But oh, before yes. we go to the next caller, can we just explain to the folks what our online course is and how it works? 
Yeah, so our Save My Marriage program is a program that we launched about three years ago now. And what it is is 10 weeks, so to say, of guiding you through exactly what to do, what not to do when you have a spouse that wants out. So it starts with um, just teaching you some principles of how to change the way you react so that it softens the interaction you begin to have with each other. And then even guide you through what's the reason behind them wanting to leave. So they've said X, but what does that actually mean? And it guides you through things like that. So because, you know, if it's an affair going on, if it's not an affair, if it's X, Y, or Z, what are some things you can do to save your marriage even when your spouse wants out? But it's not just the information. It does have the weeks of courses that have, or it has the weeks that have videos and there's um, a, a, what is that called? Jur- not journal. Booklet, program, we have a workbook. PD, we have a workbook that workbook. you download and it helps you to work through and think yeah, through things. Yeah, so you can print that out. It goes along with all the videos so that you're actually being held accountable to implementing these things that you're learning. And it gets you to think and really um, dive in deep and put this information into practice. But the best thing I believe about the online course is that it comes with a community. So when you join the online course, you also get access to a secret Facebook group, which has no one can see that you're in it. It's extremely confidential. You can only be in it if you're invited into it by one of our team members here at Marriage Helper. And that community has so many other people who have gone through the course and can encourage you, give you feedback, give you a little bit of guidance when you have specific questions and things like that. And it's such a family. I mean, there are people in there who have made lifelong friends. I'm thinking of about six women who met in from the Facebook page, from that uh, secret Facebook page, and every year they go on trips together, which is so cool. And so they've been able to encourage each other, celebrate with each other, cry with each other when needed, but it's such a great aspect. And then Mm -hmm. starting tomorrow night for the launch of the course, Dr. Beam is going to be doing 10... uh, 10 weekly support calls with the participants who are in the course. So what that means is you are invited to a special webinar type um, video thing that you can join in. You can type in your questions and he will be answering your questions. And that happens once a week for 10 weeks. So it goes right along with the course. Now, because we have those those calls and because of the, the outline of the course, it follows that 10 week module format. The course closes tomorrow night. So we're going to close it for a period of time as this group of people goes through it so we can give them the best attention possible. And so if you're thinking about joining and you're kind of on the fence, I would really encourage you to start looking into it more. Call our office if you have more questions about it. You can speak to one of our client relations reps because by 7 p.m. tomorrow night, you're no longer going to be able to access the coaching call that Joe's going to be doing tomorrow night, which starts at 8 p.m. Central Time. So be sure to join before that time. And we would love to have you a part of it. It's absolutely transformative for the right. people who go through so it. So if I'm understanding correctly, we are now only opening it four times a year. Yep. Only four times a year you can actually get into yep. it. So please get into times. it now. And I look forward to our first call tomorrow night. People type their questions. Mm-hmm. I do my best to answer those questions for an hour. Mm-hmm. Now, they can also find it online, right? At your dot marriagehelper dot dot com slash save my marriage. All one word, save my marriage. And you can go find that right now. Yeah. Your dot marriagehelper dot com slash save 
save my marriage, save, <laughs> save my, my marriage. marriage. And you can go sign up for it right now if you wish, because it yeah. does close tomorrow. And, and we'll yeah. open it only three more times this year. Yeah. So love you to be a part of it. Yeah, please come in now. Joe, we have another caller. Okay. This is Minerva from Texas. Minerva, can you hear us okay? Maybe Hello, are you there? All right. Maybe she dropped out. We'll try her again in okay. just a minute. All right. All right. Our next caller is Katie from Michigan. Katie, can you hear us okay? Yes, I can hear you. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Fine, thank you. How may we help you, Katie? Um, well, my husband, um, I discovered he was in an emotional affair about 15 months ago, two days before I gave birth to our first child. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I reacted in all the ways that I should have yeah. which just sent their affair underground, and it turned physical. Yeah. And now what I know was limerence. Yeah. Well, the other woman's husband discovered their affair at the end of September, so just when our daughter turned a year old, and forced them to stop the affair and come clean. So mm -hmm. the affair was not ended on either person's terms, and so my husband has stayed in limerence, and he's still living at home. He doesn't sleep in our room, and he seems to be making little to no progress and i believe mm -hmm. he's holding on hope that something is going to work out with the other woman mm -hmm. even though from the small discussions i've had with her husband she has recommitted to him and their marriage and they are trying to reconcile mm -hmm. i asked her husband if she would be willing to write a letter and i send him the link to your podcast where you talked about writing a letter and her response was she didn't see what was in it for herself so i feel like she is still not through the limerence as well. I've been working on my pies and smart contacts. I was wondering if you have any other advice on things I need to be aware of since the terms of the relationship was ended in a way, I'm sorry, my daughter's crying. It's okay. Um, it was okay. ended in a way that neither of them mm -hmm. ended it on their own. I believe she was coming out of limerence based on how she is reacting. She's not contacting my husband, even though he decided to try and contact her for a month after the affair was over. Um, but I just, I don't know if there's anything else I should do. I've been, we've been in counseling and it's just been a really, really long road. And yeah. I miss my husband. I'm sure you do. Let me give you a little hope here, if I may. The fact that she's not willing to write that letter does not necessarily mean that she has any vestiges of limerence left. It could be just purely like, I don't want to be reminded of what I did or it could just be she's a very selfish person when she says, well, there's nothing in, in benefiting me. I mean, there's a ton of other possibilities as to why she won't write the letter other than her still having some hope of being with your husband. So let's just assume that since her husband okay. says she's recommitted, let's just believe that. I mean, for your own sake, for your own peace okay. of mind, let's just believe that. Now, you're right. It does take a little okay. bit longer for limerence to end when it doesn't end on the person's terms. But... It doesn't mean it doesn't go away. Almost every limit relationship ends where one person didn't want it to at that time. In other words, even if the other partner moves away, walks away, like I'm out of this, I'm done, the other partner still for a while hangs on to hope that he or she will come back. So what he's doing is actually what people do. Now, 
The good news is, the bad news is, it's painful for you, and I hate that. The good news is, it will wear off. Now, it'll take a little longer. The, the person who still wanted to go on always takes a little longer because the other person's pretty well out. But at some point, he will accept that. Understand that he will go through a grief process. It's going to be that anger, denial, all that kind of stuff that people go through through a grief process. And if, if you can be strong enough to kind of be there for him as he goes through that grief process, then slowly he's going to reconnect to you very strongly emotionally. Now, it's not going to be like that. It's going to take a little period of time to do. Mm-hmm. But he should, you know, I, my guess is you're a pretty strong person. If you can just hang in there and listen, understand, etc., and be very, very patient. The good news is she's gone. The good news is while it won't happen immediately, his limerence is going to fade. It'll take a while, but it is going to fade. The good news is he's still in the house with you while it's fading. That's really good news. And so if you can be that understanding, patient, all those kinds of things that are so hard to do, but if you can do them, it's going to come out where you're going to be closer than you were before. You can get there. That's going to happen. So I I hear your pain. I understand your pain. I don't blame you. I'd feel the same way if I were where you are. But understand our perspective. We see so many of these that we can kind of predict the future for you. Kind of. And I'm telling you, keep being strong, calm, listening, understanding, those kinds of things. And eventually, unfortunately, it won't be tomorrow, it will work out where you have a better marriage than you had before. Not because of this, but because of what both of you will learn from this. No, I have a question. After, within, I think it was the first week or two after he told me about the, the affair, we spent an afternoon where he opened up and he talked about all of the feelings that he had for at the time I didn't know about limerence. So it absolutely destroyed me hearing yeah. him say all these things about her and he felt better afterwards, yeah. but I was just a mess. And yeah. ever since that point, he refuses to talk about her or the affair with me because he doesn't want to hurt me anymore. Right. Gotcha. And now I realize that I have to be that safe place for him and I'm stronger right. and I understand limerence now. Mm-hmm. How do I go about, communicating that to him so he will use me as a safe place. I think that you say what you just said, and then you don't push. You just say, you know, I realize the way I reacted, because you are a good man at heart and you do care, and the way I reacted is when you don't talk to me anymore because you saw how much it hurt me, and I appreciate the fact that you care enough about me that you didn't want to hurt me anymore. Thank you. But you know, I've learned a lot since then, and I love you a lot, and so whenever you get ready, you can talk to me again, and I promise you I'm not going to react negatively, and it's not going to hurt me because I genuinely care about you and want to understand you. So just say it that way. Thank him. Genuinely, thank him, because he obviously was trying not to hurt you anymore, and then say, whenever you're ready, I can do it now. I want to be here for you, and then don't push it. Okay? Okay. You can do this. All right. Thank you, you so much. Okay. Thank you so much, Katie. Oh, she's a good woman. She's a strong woman. I like her. her. You can hear yeah. it in her voice. What? I'm sorry. I thought you were saying something. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just mumbling away. That's what old old people do. All right, Joe, yeah. we have time for one more caller. So we are going to take Brian. Brian, can you hear us okay? Yes, ma'am. 
How are you doing today, Brian? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Where are you I'm from, Brian? In. What state are you in? Um, North Carolina. North Carolina. Welcome to the program. How can we help you, my friend? So um, this journey for me started um, September 30th, but uh, my wife, uh, almost 10 years, our anniversary was December 27th. Um, she had been very depressed, um, and I was associating it with the death of her father almost a year before, uh -huh. um, and that was her last parent. Her other parent had died 15 years earlier. Anyway, um, she had a previous marriage, and it was also almost 10 years, uh -huh. um, but prior to the marriage, when, the, when she was dating him, she had gotten pregnant and had had an ab abortion. Uh -huh. So um, she had really been struggling at work and everything this, this past year. And so she started going to a therapist and the therapist told her that she was just carrying too much stuff mm -hmm. on her heart. Mm -hmm. So um, she decided that it was time to tell the ex-husband who she had not spoke to in 14 years about the abortion that she had had with oh. their child. When she went face to face with him, um, he told him again, she hadn't spoke to him in 14 years. She had seen him a couple times, but had never spoke to him. Uh -huh. And she went face to face with him, come home the next day. She was visiting her dad's house or she was taking care of stuff at her right. dad's house in right. a state that is 90 miles away from where we lived. Uh -huh. And, um, she come home the next night and told me, and she said one key thing. She said, I think I found a new friend. Mm. She left to go to a she left to go to a conference, and when she come back, I picked her up, and when she hugged me, I just felt something different. Yeah. Pulled away from her, and she told me that she loved him and did not love me. Mm. Yeah. And then she started monsterizing me yeah. through the process. Yeah. Now we uh, and we share joint custody of our dogs, mm -hmm. which is our connection to each other. Right. Uh, she moved. She moved out. Moved away. And to my knowledge, um, they either live together or bounce back and forth between each other's houses. Yes, sir. Um, I try my best to do as much smart contact as I can. Mm -hmm. I don't initiate any conversations with her. Mm -hmm. I don't jump back right at when she sends a text message to respond back. Uh -huh. I have been actually going for days before I'd respond back and I could tell that it was doing nothing more than pissing her off. Yeah. So how, um, how may we help you, my friend? Um, so is there a difference? Um, well, first of all, can it be limerence? And then is it a difference because it is an ex-spouse? It, it does change the scenario. It does change the formula, if you will. Potentially limerence, yeah. But I, I can't tell you whether that is the case or not. Obviously, you love this woman and you want it to work, right? Yes. Okay. Are you, yes. are you in our online course by any chance? So I, I signed up for the course last week, the $399 one. Uh -huh. Once you get into it, I've not seen anything really that says the 10 weeks or anything yet. It's got the, it's got the workbook, but. Okay. There should be, well, 
Kimberly, you know more about it than I do. We can. We have someone call him and help him. We'll have somebody call you. Yeah. How about that? And and they'll guide you through that stuff. Okay. But because we're, believe it or not, we're out of time, so I've got to go. But uh, we'll have somebody actually call you and work you through that. Just continue to be strong, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of strength here, and I'm impressed with that. Very impressed. Our heart's with you, buddy. It really is. I'm so sorry we're out of time. I apologize. So, can I ask one quick question? Sure, sure, absolutely. If she sent, so she just recently got the dogs um, mm-hmm. from me, and she'll keep them for two weeks, but uh, she sent me a uh, video of the dogs um, opening their Christmas presents because that's what she always did. Mm-hmm. But there was no real reason for her to do that. And she seems to like to do things on Saturday, on weekends. She mm-hmm. sends me text messages trying to get me to respond to her. Okay. My suggestion is don't piss her off. Respond. <laughs> I mean, it's my suggestion. Respond. Yeah. Uh, I think that makes sense. I think it actually works because if she's initiating the conversation, you're replying. Not, you don't have to instantly do it, but, you know, in a reasonable period of time rather than waiting a few days. That makes sense. And the fact that she sent you that video was actually a pretty good sign, my friend, because that's tying back to a previous relationship with you. That's, I'm not saying it's going to fix everything because of yeah. that, but I'm saying that's a good sign. It really is. Okay. All right, my friend. We'll have somebody call you. Okay. Thank you so much for calling, Brian. Okay. So we're out of time, you guys. Uh, everyone listening, you know, we, uh, we are. We have to go for today. But remember, if you want to more, know more about that online course, go to your.marriagehelper.com slash save my marriage. Mm-hmm. And you can find out about that because tomorrow's the last day you can do it. Yeah. And uh, we'd love to have you be part of that. And tomorrow night's the first coaching Absolutely, absolutely. So during the week, you have any questions that you need help with, you've been listening, you've heard about coaching, workshops, things that we've been talking about, our team is happy to help answer those questions for you. You can give our office a call at 866-903-0990. You can also always subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's stuff being uploaded to those weekly Free help for you. We'd love to help however we can. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next Monday.